Hey everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode. Talking for damage. <laughs> I like it, talking for damage. Yeah. yeah, speaking for damage. Heck yeah, it's like Thanksgiving at the Headley House. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My, my parents are good people. Roll for speaking. <laughs> roll, <laughs> roll for questions. <laughs> uh, listeners, the reason we're doing this bonus episode, we're doing a Q&A. So obviously if you just listened to episode 13 and 14, they're pretty emotional. But they were also kind of short, so I wanted to give you guys a little extra something-something. So we did a little Q&A bonus episode for you guys. Because, you know, the 14th episode's pretty short. All right, guys. You guys ready to answer some questions? No. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, All right. Queen. So, first one we got from the Discord. Remember, join our Discord. Uh, the link is available on our social medias, Roll for Damage Pod. Uh, and, yeah, join our Discord. We'll, we'll talk about D&D shit and, yeah. Yeah, we we'll share getting, memes and pictures of our cats. We're getting a nice little community set up there. and Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Join if us. If you ever have any questions about optimal builds, I know that there's a, a sub Reddit? No, sub Discord? A channel. A channel, yes. Technology. I do this. Where we could talk about, you know, I'm thinking about making an elf ranger, you know. I, I know 5th edition really well um, from running multiple campaigns. And so I could give you advice on different builds and stuff if you're interested. Just something to throw out there, you know. Yeah, Ben and Sterling are very well versed in the in this system. Please hit them up on the Discord. Ask them all the questions. They are more than happy to help you out. Oh, yeah. All right. So the first one is from Mr. Monkey Man on the Discord. What are Magna's true feelings towards his adopted son Bobby? Uh I think I think big I think Magna sees him more as like a little it's kind of like a little brother he's got to take care of than a son. I think I think he does feel as though he needs to protect him since it's kind of honor bound. Yeah. So okay. I think I don't I don't think he sees him as an actual son. He just it's just a little brother kind of thing you guys do share kind of a special connection too with yeah. the whole being possessed by the same demon type deal so oh, yeah that's right he was <laughs> <laughs> all right from the discord theron that's you alec hey uh you asked how exactly how big are exactly big boots boots all right so on the backstory of my episode that we just finished releasing here we didn't really get into it so the way the tribe assigns names it's either to have you to work for a goal or to shame you. So Big Boots was named Big Boots to shame him because he's a little dude living with a bunch of orcs. He's no, his boots are normal sized. I, I appreciate you asking my joking question or answering my joking question. Yes, well, it's something that we didn't really address. So <laughs> Big Daddy Goldcoin was named Big Daddy Goldcoin so he could acquire a lot of gold and shit for the tribe and be a baller. Little Love was named ironically because she was full of love and he wanted to like make sure she didn't like get too much love but we haven't we haven't met my mom little love yet right but season two <laughs> <laughs> um let me pull up one from the twitter yeah and you know be sure to follow us on twitter it's a uh, roll for damage pod roll for damage pod with yeah. the number four uh so here from the computer guy kevin weaver who ben you named kevin the mole after right indeed yeah he's a big fan of ours on twitter so we decided to sh- give him a little love all right he asked a few questions here on twitter what, are, what is your usual recording schedule like? Do you record an episode a week during normal quarantine times, of course, or two episodes every two weeks? So, guys, normally we record once a month. Yeah, it's usually once a month slash every few weeks, because sometimes it's like end of month, beginning of month. Mm-hmm. But we do go for like once every calendar month. And we record two to three. We try to get a little bit ahead. Yeah. Because um, of instances like this quarantine. Also, Ben... 
is getting married in the summer. Whoop, whoop. So we want to make sure he has time to focus on that. So mm-hmm. we're going to get ahead on the episodes to give him some breathing room. Yeah. Yes, my Puerto Rican goddess requires a lot of time. <laughs> you know, that that's always could be subject to change in the future if, you know, if the podcast starts really blasting off. Yeah, I would love to do weekly if things work out, but obviously it needs to have some things lined up for that to happen. We're all very busy, obviously, but so yeah, if we were to launch a Patreon, you know, maybe we got a lot of support, maybe we can make that happen, but you know, that's future stuff to worry about. All right. Uh, future Dirty Water Boys problem. Yes. <laughs> How did you come up with the idea for the podcast? Kind of a long story. So originally, I wanted to do a GURPS campaign involving Overwatch, and I was going to stream it on Twitch. And Joe and Alec were a part of that. Yeah. And then that fell through, and I put that on the back burner, and I was like, okay. But then I had the idea for my horror podcast. Sleep with the light on. Check that out everywhere you get podcasts. Um, and I loved doing podcasts so much. I was like, you know what? Let's fucking do a D&D podcast. I love D&D. Let's do it. I know Ben was a great DM. I've never played with him before, but I knew he does it a lot. Thank you. And I kind of showed him uh, how to role play with GURPS a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, my first RPG was playing GURPS. With me. My character was basically Goku. And we fought the Mothman and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> So Ben has developed and surpassed me into a great DM in any way. So knew he was the one to choose. Um, and then with Callie's character, Callie came in a little later. We uh, are Sterling. Yeah. Uh, hi. <laughs> um, I, I have a name. Yes. We <laughs> had we had a different person lined up, but then they had to move away out of state. Jerk. And then we brought in Sterling because I knew a he's one of the funniest people I know. And B, he's really well-versed with, with D&D in general. We needed that because Alec and Joe haven't really played a lot of 5th edition at the time. I have never played 5th edition at the time, just 3.5. Yeah, that's how that happened. Um, yeah, and me and Sterling go way back to college. We went to the same college back in the Dizay. Yeah, yeah, we did. And we, uh, we yeah. actually played a uh, Pathfinder campaign together, uh, mm-hmm. Skull and Shackles, with uh, James Champ and our DM was uh, Daryl Reynolds. Yeah. You, Pathfinder. Just yeah. fun, though. I like the guys, though. They're cool. Oh, They're yeah. Really good guys. They're the only ones that went to college together, though. Yeah. <laughs> Alec so. also went to college with the two boys here. Yeah. That's yeah. why he's being snarky. That's where I met Ben. Yeah. Not where I met Sterling, though. Yeah, no, but we uh, we did have some good times in yeah, college. Yeah, we did. So. We were on a... Shit, we were all on a... Yeah. You know, the bowling we were team. on a bowling team together. Yeah, we, yeah, we were. That was awesome. So, yeah, and, you know, we've all um, intermingled with each other. At various points, so it makes for a very fun, cohesive uh, group to work with. So totally, and I think that's the thing with D anD D is like you know you usually like if you played a convention, you don't know the people that you're running it for or that you're that are at your table. But like playing with friends, it's you're more comfortable, you know, and this, things just are more natural because of that. Like the yeah. anxiety's down. You're able to have just cut loose and have more fun that way. Yeah, when you play with friends. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I have another campaign going. Uh, local community college and when we first started off it was kind of awkward because i didn't really know any of them that well but you know now we're second semester and we're doing it online over zoom and it's still kind of fun and it's a lot more natural feeling because i kind of know them a little bit better for sure you're able to have more fun and explore your characters a little bit when everyone's because i i've had it where i joined a new group of, of players that i didn't know anyone like you described and like i wanted to be the voice of the character because I, I love playing bards. So I'm like, well, let me be the face, but it's like kind of hard when I don't know them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love role playing and they wanted to be more combat based. So when I'm trying to like talk to people 
And they're like, no, let's just fight. It can be kind of awkward until you get to know each other and learn how each other plays. Yeah. Totally. How to compliment, how to compliment each other. Yeah, that's a big part of it. All right. Kevin asks another question. What state are we all from? I'm willing to say we're from Iowa. Alaska. <laughs> we're from Alaska. Uh, from Iowa. Uh, ben and I grew up in Illinois. Yes. In the same county, 15 minutes away from each other, but never met until we came to Iowa. Isn't that weird how things work out? Yeah. Like wild. Iowa, yeah. land of magical happenstances. <laughs> And then Sterling and I went to high school together, but yep. he doesn't remember it. <laughs> I, I, I'm old. Uh, no, I actually started in Illinois. Yeah, okay. so He's I, named after a city it, in Illinois. I was born in Sterling, Illinois, Illinois, but that's not why I was named after it, which is it's weird. Mm. You named after the kind of silver? Uh, no. Um, or Rod's, no, that's Rod Sterling. Yeah, no, and, and Sterling Sharp was a wide receiver, but that and Sterling Marlin was a NASCAR driver. But I only like, I know like famous Sterlings. See, my mom was from Fulton, and she was going to name me after her best friend from Texas. But Morrison didn't take her medical card, but the nearest Illinois hospital that did was Sterling, Illinois. So oh. That's bam. why. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Kind of locating ourselves a little bit here. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> then come find us and fight us. I don't care. <laughs> fight me or fuck me. One of the one of the two's happening. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> How about neither? <laughs> All right, last question from Kevin. Uh, what is our favorite episode we've done, released or otherwise? Ben, I would love to hear your answer, actually. I've got a few favorites. I really liked the Branded Alder episode where everything comes crashing down. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, as a DM, you're never quite... Like, you can plan A, and your party comes up with B, C, D, and E, you know? And there's just so many different routes that people can take things. And so it's neat to see how it all kind of played out. Like I had kind of an idea because I know all you guys, mm-hmm. you know, and like kind of a lot of times I'm able to guess pretty well what everyone's thought process is going to be. But it, it was neat just to see how it all ended up turning out because there's a lot of uncertainty there on my part um, as the dungeon master. I also really liked the last two episodes with Big Boots's backstory. A little bit about that. I got their backstories between a half page and a page for everybody. Uh, a few months, well, months and months ago now. And uh, there were some that I, some moments that I planned out to be really big emotional beats. One of them was Big Boots' backstory. The second I read yours, I was like, yeah, he's going to have to choose between his dads. That's just how it's going to play out. And, uh, you know, because to me, it couldn't be any other way. Like, I remember I told you, like, I want to cry. Yeah. Like, make me cry sometime during this campaign. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to episode 14, be sure you listen to episode 13 and 14 before you listen to this quick Q&A episode. But I I do get choked up pretty hard on that episode. <laughs> um, even Joey had to hug me afterwards, and Joey is not a hugger. And honestly, reading the room, like, that was a very somber moment for, for all of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feel. Uh, definitely. Without naming the moment exactly, I think we all know what what moments being spoken of here. Yeah. So with with that happening, like there was some personal stuff going on in my life at the, at that same time we recorded with with my dad. Uh so it kind of hit a little close to home, but also like so those are, those are my favorite episodes. Um the the Big Boots dad episodes for biased reasons obviously. But it was just also because I love the character Big Boots so much. I I put I one of the other questions is where I got the character from. Um, we're going to circle back to that, but I put, I base it off one of my, one of Joe and I's friends, um, also put a little bit of myself in there. So I just really relate to big boots a lot in some ways. 
So that's why I love those uh, episodes so much. What about you guys? Favorite episodes? So far, Big Boots episode. Like, okay. the 13 and 14. So, yeah, that was that was great. And I, I will say, I also enjoyed uh, Brandon Dalter because uh, as a player, uh, getting hit with an L like that. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> It's it's hard and you don't expect it and it's it's that reaction yeah. that I that I that I enjoyed. We're still seeing ramifications from that too, and like I imagine those ramifications are probably going to keep coming because it's a world-altering event. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, literally. I also really like the ones we recorded today. So a little inside baseball. We're episodes ahead. Keep an eye on the ones that come out in like July-ish. Those are a lot of fun. I enjoyed those a lot. Those are probably like a second favorite. For yeah, me. it'll be like it'll be like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, episode eighteen, nineteen. Those are around my second favorite. Do you have a favorite episode, Theron? Um, yeah. I, so, so obviously, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so obviously, I really like the uh, the Big Boots episode. I think story wise, that one has been one of our best ones yet. Kudos to Ben. Thank you. Um, and a little bit of you know knowing stuff. All the all the lore episodes, like little mini side quests, have been really great because it gives us insight into each other's characters. And how Ben plans on running like future stuff in general. And other than that, I think one of my favorite episodes was probably around three or four. I think is when we got the ship. The nasty but classy. When we got the that ship, and yeah. uh, we we you know we first got to Nazera. One because behind the scenes we were we were getting more comfortable with the each recording yeah. and with each other, and we're we're in a freaking ten foot by like eleven foot room or fifteen foot room, so we're all pretty close to each other and physically and emotionally um so recording the first two episodes i have never recorded a podcast so i felt by by the time we were on episode three or four felt a little more natural speaking into a microphone and whatnot we got to see how each other played yeah too with those yeah so then also just story-wise that was a nice was when we really got our like first fights in fighting those pirates in the woods and getting a ship and that was the first real like major sense of accomplishment where I was also mm-hmm. like, wow, Ben is literally, he's willing to let us do some ridiculous things like giving us a ship, tumbling a city, you know, other things. But yeah, how about you, Joey? Uh, it would probably still be, it would, it would definitely be the Brenda Dalter episode, just the shock factor of, I was not expecting it to go where it went. <laughs> so I was, I, I would definitely put that at number one. Yeah, with the Brandon Dalter, I thought, honestly, until it collapsed, I thought I could still save it. I was still like, no, no, I can turn this around, I can talk to Cheeto Dust, I can talk to the counselor, something will work. And then just taking that L, like Sterling said, it's like, oof, Ben's here to fucking, he's he's here to play. <laughs> how about how about you listeners? How about, uh, leave us like a comment or post in the Discord maybe? Yeah, join the Discord. Let us know your favorite episodes. Yeah, what your favorite episodes and moments were. Or on Twitter. That too. Twitter? Yeah, yeah we'd love to hear from Instagram, you. Instagram, Facebook, anywhere. Let us know MySpace. <laughs> Friender. Friendster. <laughs> yeah. uh, please, just uh, meet us up on Club Penguin. <laughs> Anyone else remember Zoe City? No? I also, just from like a story point of view, and not to keep beating a dead horse, I really like the Hair Henny episodes. Just because I, you know, I'm a history teacher and stuff, and I really, I like infusing history into the D&D, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, it was very and Dorian so, Gray. <laughs> so I was really excited for you guys to basically play against Lady uh, Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah. Where, um, you know, she's bathing herself in blood to try and keep her youth, and kind of partnering that with another big thing that I like, which is literature. It's like melding Elizabeth Bathory and Dorian Gray kind of together. 
I think that that was a fun villain to throw at you guys. Yeah, I'm I'm liking the very episodic feel of everything, and like, so we can sit here and we can kind of guess as players where the story may be going. So with like episode 19, kind of had an idea in my head where it was going, and it's just really amazing figuring out like how 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 Ben's mind works as a storyteller, and it's like, ooh, this is going to be really fun to 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 role play. Thank you. Listening back to, I, I feel kind of bad because I know you were trying to lead us somewhere, <laughs> and we're just like, no, we're gonna go over here. And then, like listening back, it's like, oh, he really wanted us to ask about that or whatever. But I think now we're getting a little better at it. Totally. But the first like ten episodes, we were definitely like, oh, look, a bird. Let's follow that bird. <laughs> uh, from Valor Gaming Org on Twitter. Um, fun fact, Joey and I play for that org. We're an Overwatch players for that org. So follow them if you want. Mm-hmm. They ask, how many adventurous campaigns has Legendary Big Boots been on? So Big Boots, I did play this character on one other campaign before this. A homebrew. It wasn't a podcast. It was just a fun group of friends. And I just loved the character. So I brought him to this campaign here. That Big Boots is a little more wild than our current Big Boots. Um, he was literally the chaotic, neutral, like, idea of a character. I kidnapped people to bring them into a cult. I <laughs> lit myself on fire to escape a prison. <laughs> Sounds like it's a change for the good, then. Yeah. Knowing the, our group. <laughs> this Big Boots is much more likable and relatable. But did you ever, did you ever, uh, drop an entire city? No. That Big Boots. That Big Boots did not drop an entire city. <laughs> he probably would have done it and would have been like, yeah, that was all according to plan. It's like, that's the whole milk Big Boots. <laughs> and this is the 2% Big Boots. <laughs> um, they also ask, did the DM write up the entire universe on his own or did he have help? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote it up on my own. Yeah. On your own? Yep. Um, okay. So I actually wrote a blog post about this. Um, so I've been DMing for like eight or nine years now. And uh, I always really liked open world games like Skyrim. Uh, there's another one. Um, ah, what the hell is it called? I'm drawing a blank. The one where you control electricity is on PS2 and PS3. Injustice. Infamous? No, Infamous. Yeah, I really Injustice. like those where you can just wander around and there's things for you to do there. And so lately what I've been doing is um, creating a giant map for free online and then going through each location on it and giving adventure seeds and things to do there. So like that way, you know, players can kind of They'd be like, I want to go here, and then I want to go here, and then I want to go here, and there's always things for them to do. That's on my Tuesday night schedule. And uh, once you DM for so long, you just kind of have a reservoir of ideas um, to draw from and, like, adventures that you did in the past that were cool and, like, that kind of thing. And so I know our story is a little more linear, but I still wanted to have that kind of choice aspect where it's not just go to A, go to B, go to C. And a little bit of background, as far as the god quests go, uh, where all the guys are gaining the favor of their gods... They kind of planned that out ahead of time. Looking at the map, they said, okay, we have these four locations. We can tackle them in any order we want to do. Let's go here, then here, then here. But they could have done it any other way as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as far, I haven't seen anyone complain about this. I know some D&D podcast fans complain about being linear, but I'm willing to give a sacrifice linearness that we're, I like the linearness to give a good story. Yeah. And I, I think the story has been fantastic so far. Thank you. So. Absolutely. And yeah, when Ben Ben mentioned his blog, it's a Beardy the Dungeon Master. Is it Blogspot? Uh, WordPress. WordPress.com. Beardy the Dungeon Master. Heck yeah. Yes, I've yes. got a, I think it's a four-step guide for how to make an open world D&D campaign. Oh yeah, check nice. that out for sure. Um, if you're on our Discord, the link is directly on the Discord under information also. Um, all right. Last one from Valor. 
There might be a spoiler, so feel free to not include, but will there be any pets in the current campaign? So we have Kevin. Yeah, you have Kevin. Kevin the Mole. And there's Farva Gulk. Farva Gulk. Yeah, the gold dragon. Is he, he's a pet? pet? Yeah, kind of. He's like a sentient pet. He's like a cat, but follows orders yeah. of the Golden Empire. He'll, he'll be in an episode very soon after this release of this episode, so. Yeah, Farva Gulk's the tits. <laughs> um, um, would it count? Yeah, Bobby. No, I don't know if your things come up yet in the episodes. Has it? No. I don't feel like it's too much of a spoiler, though. Okay, no, it's I mean, not like a, he had some sort of it, big intro. It's a character thing. Yeah, know? but I figured it's, Do you, if you want to spoil it, go ahead and say. I mean, it, we'll have a. I mean, Magna has a has a steed uh, that it's a lion. His name is Silverthorn. He's a all sil- He's a silver lion with uh, you know black. Uh, the tip of his hair is black and his tail is all black. <laughs> but, you know, but that's very scar esque. I've, I've tried. I've tried getting us pets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have like a the, lot. <laughs> like the, 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 the cat that, you know, is assumingly dead from Brandon Alder. Oh, it's super dead. The Displacer yeah. Beast. I tried to get that. Um, <laughs> I, I try to get us things, but they just never work out because either someone kills them or my rolls suck ass or it's just not meant to be. But someday I will get us something silly and ridiculous. And, I really wanted that red dragon, that right? le- that little that youngling red dragon uh, that was that had the madness. Yeah, Omar, yeah, the uh, yeah, the Omar Rukatel, yeah, yeah, right at the end of that episode. Yeah, I, I really like, wanted that. I try episode eighteen to, to get us something without <laughs> spoiling too much. Yeah, you'll just have to wait and see. See, and that's the thing. Like knowing that now, I can try to find a way to work some options in rather than. I mean, I do want it to you know come. I mean? Yeah, I like, want it to come kind of naturally. Like I want to be able to. To do it, and it'll be it'll be cool. We'll see what we'll what we can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Big has got us a boat, and they need a mascot. Yeah, we need a bottle of dirty water. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a sentient one. Yeah, a sentient bottle of dirty water. I mean, it's just a water. <laughs> yes. It's a water elemental in a bottle. I feel like I feel like if we do, we'll have to name it Nate Penguin <laughs> or something, because he is one of the original dirty water boys from the stream you just shared from when we were the Fallout seventy six beta days. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. So we, I, I kind of went through my where big big boots came from was I copied a friend's personality and added a little bit of mine. How did you guys come up with your characters? Uh, I'm I modeled a Magna after uh, Morty and Azuka Midoriya from My Hero Academia. So, but and I and my my idea is to kind of make them slowly kind of more of Deku than Morty. And and kind of eventually become a full fledged paladin, you know the the, the typical or a pro, a mature uh, go plus ultra. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I want to eventually get him to that point, but right now he's kind of based off of you know the the mindset of wanting to be you know that all might like hero. Uh, Is Big Boots your all might? No, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he but he has kind of the he he has like a lot of self doubt and. Uh, he just he kind of kind of thinks a little bit like Midoriya, but uh, he's a bit of a smartass like Morty. I I really enjoyed uh, a, an episode or two ago. We're seeing that confidence in Magna. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something that Theron, Alex character Theron said, and there was a slight pause. And Magna said, "Shut up, Theron." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> when, I, when when we recorded, I I it must have like I wasn't registering it of being like super funny. But when I edited, it, I was like, 
holy shit, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had to stop editing and just laugh for like two minutes. <laughs> so just that small, the character growth of all of our characters we're seeing, I'm really enjoying. Um, how did you two guys cope with uh, your characters? Go ahead, Charlie. Uh, I actually, uh, young Kalanon was actually very moody and, and uh, dark. Which which it's which ironic, yeah, and and that's kind of like the the route I went with is because I had the idea that I'm gonna like give him that prototypical like backstory, but I'm gonna make that make that turn like before anything else happens story wise. So he already went through like that that you know that dark phase and just like edginess and it's like you know parents dying that sort of thing, and I'm just like okay now let's say we have that the typical character. And I was like. What if we just like turn from that eventual path, and um, that's how I came up with Kalanon. Are, are are you saying that I'm gonna be like you someday? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying you're, I'm you, but better. <laughs> oh, so I I I wanted to trope, I guess, is the word I was mm-hmm. looking for. So uh, yeah, I wanted to um, start with that trope and then subvert it. Okay. So that's why Kalanon has that hopeless optimism now okay so i like it so mine came kind of from a character building standpoint so i knew i wanted to play a ranger there's, there's kind of a joke among like D players that you know that the ranger's always like the edge lord or like the the cool guy or something stupid like that so i just i wanted to go with that but then make it super extra so take that trope that sterling was talking about and just go all the way with it to where the character is just a grumpy little prick. And then at uh, some point along the way, uh, behind the scenes, Logan had mentioned like our characters going through these like dynamic changes. So mm-hmm. Theron's kind of going, being less of, you know, the, the grumpy asshole and he's still a grumpy asshole and he's probably going to stay grumpy and cringy and edge lordy, but you know, he'll be a little more outgoing and jokey and, calling people out and shit and shit like that gonna gonna see the light someday yeah (laughs) um probably sooner or later maybe not (laughs) so how about from a dm point of view how do you come up with certain npcs um well i like to so kind of going back to earlier when i when i do the world building and i create the the cities and stuff um i try and and sometimes i i could do a better job at this but come up with different kinds of people um you know a lot of times i base it off people i know um just because you know that's that's who you know mm-hmm. and so um the one thing though and i've been called out on this a couple of times is all the npcs having my sense of humor <laughs> which i'm totally fine with <laughs> like <laughs> plot twist you know we actually um, just live in in ben's brain this all takes place in ben's brain <laughs> yeah. but yeah i usually I, I base npcs off of some people i know sometimes or uh, people from history as well. Okay. So like Lady Harehenny, you know, was kind of a, a rip on Elizabeth Bathory. Um, the prince is kind of a mixture of people because like overarching this campaign, I wanted to mash two historical things together. One was Tower of Babel. And if you go back to the first few episodes with the Oracle, you can see that in the, um, you know, King Cory's hold tries to build a tower up to the heavens and stuff gets messed up. Um, and then also the causes of World War One, which is a really neat era of European history that I'm super into. So, you and I have nerded out on that a lot behind the scenes. Yes. We both love World War One's history. So, so neat. But yeah, the uh, the prince then, 
Um, I kind of melded him from a couple of people. So I took some Tsar Nicholas II and mm. a lot of... I definitely see the Tsar Nicholas a lot in, yeah. in The Prince. Yeah. But then also Kaiser Wilhelm as well. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of the... Especially like having the withered arm. People look down on him, you know, think that he's weak and he has like a big complex about it. And uh, a lot of daddy issues. And I guess parent issues in general. And that's pretty true to form with how history went. Mm. Um, kind of making this person that like has the huge ego, but also doesn't have anything to back it up. You know, all bark and no bite kind mm-hmm. of thing. For everyone who's not a World War II nerd, check out the book um, Rasputin and the Twilight of the Romanov Family. It's a fantastic book. It really goes into the backstory of Tsar Nicholas and Rasputin. So. See, you guys haven't met Rasputin yet. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hope there's a Rasputin in this. What about, uh, what about like Eldora and Eladio? Are so, they... Eladio, um, yeah, Eladio is based off of the emperor of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, Franz Joseph. And that's actually a really sad story, too, not to hijack the podcast too much. But basically, (laughs) uh, Franz Joseph has like two kids. He is the emperor of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, which has been in decline for centuries, you know. And uh, so the one kid dies in a horse riding accident. The other kid has an affair with someone who's not royalty and kills himself. And so he has no kids left. His sons are dead. His wife dies, his brother dies, his nephew dies. So at the end of the day, he's like 82 years old running this failing empire. And the only relative he has left is his, I think his grandnephew, Archduke Ferdinand, who gets fucking assassinated. So it's like, no wonder they attack Serbia. And he's super pissed about it because his, the only family he has left has been taken away. And so the, uh, I kind of modeled the king after that, you know, that kind of attitude where it's Mm. like, he's past his prime. As far as the princess goes, uh, I modeled her a little bit after the, and I forget the name, because names are hard, um, the Russian female fighter pilots during World War II. And just like how badass they were, like they, you know, by day they're milkmaids and by night they're bombing the shit out of Nazis. And it's just like, fuck yeah, you know, like if anyone was going to be a masked vigilante, it would be one of them. Nice. Do you have a favorite NPC to play? Yes. Uh, I really like playing the king. So <laughs> just because he's a crazy old man. And so like I have a, a character concept that I wanted to do for a while, which is a 27 year old Aarakocra, which is old because I only lived to be like 30 and he'd be a cleric and his name would be uh, Eric. So Eric, the Aarakocra cleric. <laughs> that's, that's a mouthful. <laughs> and like he could have like a wallet and be like, you want to see pictures of my grandkids? And they're all just pictures of fucking eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we need a dirty water bird. <laughs> I wanted to play that character forever, but I'm like the forever GM. So, you know, at some point down the road. Okay. Uh, you guys have any other questions? What was, I guess, what was the toughest moment to improvise from us? Ooh, that's a good one. Besides just random NPCs I'd make you create on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess the, so the goblins, I... I have a note card full of goblin names and the rest of that is mainly improv. So that, that can get kind of tough because I'm trying to make them like really stupid. That, that's great. <laughs> um, a lot of the goblin like statements and all the stuff to do is kind of like comedy gold, knowing that you come up with that on the spot. It's pretty, <laughs> oh, pretty spectacular. Yeah. A little bit ahead. There's, there's another goblin episode coming up listeners. That's just, it kills me. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it is the best. Yeah, goblin stuff is like straight improv, you know, <laughs> where I just try and have them be like these really bloodlust 
like bloodlusting idiots who just take everything literally at its at its complete like take everything for face value do you guys do you guys feel like maybe by the end of this podcast our characters will be playing us because it seems like the more and more we go into it the more and more like fourth wall breaking we do <laughs> and it's it's becoming like big boots started it and it's starting to spread to all of us sooner or later it's gonna be like uh Ben's going to be like, roll for initiative there, and what'd you get? Oh, well, I got a 22. Alec wants to punch this guy in the face. <laughs> you like that movie Tom Hanks was in back in the day. Oh, D&D is the devil. Ma- oh, Mazes and Monsters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that was a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think we're going to end it there. Yeah. All right, um, solid. If you guys enjoy this, make sure to let us know. Maybe we can do another one in the near future. When we get a little farther down the road, um, I definitely want to do a a, a, a more in-depth Q&A for sure. That'd be a fun one to do at the very end of the campaign. Mm-hmm. Like If there ever one. is an end of the yeah. campaign. If there's ever yeah. end, of the end of the season. I, I mean the end of the season. Yeah. yeah where it's know. like looking back, kind of like how they do that Bachelorette episode. Where yeah, all for sure. come together. <laughs> Talking damage. Um, yeah, I guess I have a question for the fans. Like, Tell us on Discord or whatever if there's anything that you want to see us do like outside of the podcast, like as our characters or anything like that, or any ideas do you think that you would enjoy viewing, listening, watching, whatever, let us know. We're always looking to be more interactive with you guys. Yeah. Give you content yeah. to, to eat and nom on. Yeah. And partake in. And the same is true for DM tips. I've been a DM for a long time and I've, I failed a lot. And because of that, I've learned a lot. And so if you ever have any questions or anything, feel free to put it on our discord or if you have like a, like a situation with a player or like a character idea, campaign idea, and I can help you. I'd be willing to help you flesh it out and get some ideas for it. You know, offer's open. Yeah, for sure. It's, he's, a, he's a wealth of knowledge. It's just available at your fingertips in the Discord. And it's all worthless. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, be sure to keep tuning in. Uh, follow us on the, the social media that we have li- literally plugged like 14 times on this yeah, episode. Right. <laughs> um, also, side note, I've been streaming on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch if you want. Hollow Earth Live. You guys stream on Twitch you want to plug? Anything you guys want to plug? Twitch.tv slash Clothar. <laughs> Check out the Valor Gaming Org. Uh, they play games. Some of them get streamed, so you know, watch yeah. some of those. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, until next time... I don't have an intro. With, with Sleep of the Light on, there's an intro, there's an outro that I always say. I don't know how to end this episode now. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Thank you, Walter Cronkite. Keep rolling. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> but nasty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>